friend. Blink. This is Mountain Hippie Radio. Welcome to Hippie Church. I'm your host, Allie Wags. Thanks for being here. How are you today? I'm doing okay. I have a list of random things that I want to talk about, and I'm going to see if I can smush them all together. See if I can, in this moment, discern some sort of meaning from the stuff that's been bubbling up for me this week. And that's what we're going to play with today on today's show. So what do I have listed on my paper? I have (laughs) the following words in this order. Aretha, punk, giving up, summertime vibes. I'll repeat it again. Aretha, punk, giving up, summertime vibes. So much like if you are watching ESPN or cable news and they have the little like graphic on the side of what the commentator is going to discuss, um, that is my radio analog version of this. And we're just going to see if I like the idea of playing with this structure because it actually gets at something that I want to talk about. The thing that I want to talk about today is this idea of masculine and feminine energies. Masculine and feminine energies, just so we're on the same page and we're talking about the same thing, as I understand them, are energies that exist throughout nature independent of the gender or the sex of the being that is expressing those energies. So... I am a cisgendered female who identifies as such. However, I have a blend of feminine energy and masculine energy. And it is my belief that everybody has their own unique balance of these energies. And I'll talk about what they are, but I wanted to be clear at the start, I am not talking about gender. I am not talking about masculine and feminine energies. Some wisdom traditions call them yin yang energies, or what's another one? Yin yang, sun, moon. So, this idea that these are naturally occurring. And unfortunately, as human beings, we have prioritized some of the energies over others. We have um, encouraged the, what do we, you know what? I don't want to talk about the stuff that we did to ruin it. Point is we ruined it. We ruined it in that now some of these energies and some of these words have, um, have a, have story and meaning in a way that they need not have. So rather than push against what I do not want, the way that other people describe these energies, I'm going to explain to you how I understand these energies. And then I'm going to get to my weird little list um, on my paper. So feminine and masculine energy can be seen, as I've mentioned, everywhere. My dogs are a male and female, and both have these energies in different forms. Some that are in line with their gender and their sex, and some that are not. When I'm talking about masculine energy, I'm talking about the type, this is the sun energy, this is the yang energy, this is the powerful action-oriented energy. This is the part of us that wants to put things in little buckets, um, label things, organize things, have things make sense. Our minds are very much 
organs of this masculine energy. This is an energy that we see when people are striving and reaching and having ambition and categorizing and analyzing and labeling and judging and discerning. And then we have feminine energy, which is more in my own experience and interpretation, more of a being energy rather than a doing energy. So in in that masculine energy, we and our human bodies are doing things. We are um, we are active. We are engaged. And with being energy, with feminine energy, it it doesn't mean that we're not doing something, but the the priority is over the present moment. The priority is how we feel rather than how we think. Um, and, and notice how it's easier for me to explain feminine energy to you when contrasting it to masculine. These energies are balancing, right? They, without one, we don't have the other. And we need to find this balance for ourselves and for our culture as a whole. But that bigger change starts with finding our unique balance of these energies and allowing allowing for our unique balance because it's not 50-50 for anybody. It's not there are things and also I would argue our energies change throughout our lives. So there is a time and a place for more feminine energy, for more being in our physical bodies and being present. And what else is feminine energy? Feminine energy is fierce, like wild, like like when you watch those nature documentaries and a lion just ruthlessly destroys something, that is also feminine energy masculine energy wants order. Masculine energy wants there to be rules. Feminine energy don't give a fuck. Seriously. Like feminine energy is savage, but we've lost that in our muddling of some of these definitions. And so what else is feminine energy? Feminine energy is moving. Feminine energy is just this whirling dervish of just power. Like when you see a her, like think of mama nature. Like when you see a hurricane just rip through a town, that is feminine energy. The, the, The fact that one house will be standing and everything else around is gone. That is feminine energy. It is not organized like masculine energy. It doesn't care. And when I say doesn't care, I mean that in the way of it's, it's dispassionate in a way that feels it can feel savage, but it's it's healthy, right? There's a distance when we talk about feminine energy that sometimes masculine energy, <clears throat> I'm talking about any man who's ever gotten sick, that is that can be a little needy sometimes. And you can see how these energies balance one another. You can also see how some of them are attached to what we would associate with their gender and some aren't. And that's that I think is something that I am uniquely positioned to explore. And I think that because I was raised in a hyper masculinized environment hyper-masculinized. And as a result, I adapted and I coped and I survived by 
really jacking up my masculine energy. Did I run around with a beard? No. But I took that masculine energy and I leaned really hard into it and I elevated my balance of masculine to feminine. I had too much masculine and not enough feminine. And I understand why I did that. It was a thing that I had to do. I'm grateful to have done it because what it means now is that I know that I can let go of some of that energy. I can let go of overcompensating by leaning too far into something that is imbalanced for me, right? It's not that that masculine energy is bad. Uh Uh-uh. I can list hundreds of things that I have accomplished in my life as a result of that masculine energy, as a result of me leaning wholeheartedly into that and expressing that with the best possible, you know, my best possible way of expressing that. That is good. But for me, it was too much It is too much. And I am slowly starting to let some of that go. And I got to tell you, it feels unnerving. It feels... What does it feel like? It feels... It feels like I'm giving up. Which is interesting because that's not the reason I wrote giving up on my paper. But it did come up, so I'm going to talk about it now. When I say that it feels like I'm giving up, it feels like I've been holding on to something. And I've been clinging to that thing. And I've been holding on and holding on and holding on. And my fingers have almost grown like they're they like they can't straighten because of the grip because it's been so tight and now i have the privilege of looking down at what i'm gripping at and realizing that i can slowly start to let those fingers release i can slowly start to let some of those old ways of being that oh my god did me such a service they did for the longest time these ways of being allowed me to see things and do things and learn things that I wouldn't have otherwise ever known or seen or experienced and there's a certain amount of fear is it fear it's not quite as strong as fear it had we had this conversation three years ago, it would definitely have been fear, but now it's a certain amount of like, <laughs> how can I articulate that that in a word? Like when when a cartoon like slips on a banana peel and it's like that sort of feeling, like that's what I feel every time I start to release those fingers. So I release the fingers just a little bit and then I'll, I'll feel ah, because my nervous system is responding. My nervous system is responding to not being activated all the time. That's weird to my nervous system. Oh, that's very weird. And so in these moments, when I find myself releasing just a little bit more, I notice I catch myself and I catch myself almost holding myself back. I mean, quite frankly, holding myself back, not intending to, not meaning to, but in that gripping, I'm holding on to a bunch of stuff that no longer serves. And that's the transition that I've been in for a while now, but certainly over the last couple of of weeks in particular. And... I feel the need to talk about what's happening now. Like I have no I have no doubt that where I'm going is going to be magical. No doubt whatsoever. Sometimes 
pinch myself off, forget. But for the most part, no doubt that where I'm going is amazing. But what I find really interesting is like, I'm not there yet. I'm in the middle of this place where I'm trying to make sense of it all. And it just occurred to me that that is probably the purpose of this podcast. It only took me 32 episodes (laughs) to figure it out. But there is something interesting about the in-between for me. And it's very, very interesting to say that aloud because I have been someone for so long who has focused on the end result, who has prioritized the end result over everything, including how I'm feeling in this moment. And there's something uh, there's something really satisfying about me writing four words down on a paper, hitting record and trusting so that balance. So I've got my masculine energy. I've got my little outline, right? I'm not coming to the microphone completely unaware of what I'm going to say. I've (laughs) I've tried that a couple of times and well, the jury's still out on how that worked, but it didn't feel as lovely as this feels right now. I've got a little bit of my masculine energy. I've got a little bit of my list. And then I'm giving myself permission to explore this way of being present and listening and allowing whatever's going to flow to flow. This is my version of expressing that feminine energy. And I appreciate your patience as I figure it out. But there's something that's interesting to me about what's happening to me now. That if I were writing the the book of this chapter of my life, getting to some sort of end result, it's hard to remember this. It's hard to remember what it was like to have one foot going in the direction of where you want to go on one foot that still won't move, still won't move. Sometimes moves, pick it up, whoa, put it down, pick it up, put it down. And so that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, Well, I have been talking about for some time, but a way in which I think the show might have a little bit, make a little bit more sense. Um, does it ever really make sense? Does it need to make sense? Hmm. What do you think of that masculine energy? Okay, I'm going to go to my list because I am getting a little off topic. Aretha Franklin, first on my list. I, as many of you know, host a radio show on Clear Creek Radio, Thursday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Mountain Time And I did a show a couple of weeks ago on um, performances at the Fillmore East and the Fillmore West. And one of the performances that I played for that show, I personally had not heard before I was prepping for that show. And the performance that I had not heard was that of Aretha Franklin on February 5th, 6th, and 7th of 1971 at the Fillmore West. And I got to tell you, the first opening set she starts with respect she goes in to love the one you're with followed by bridge over troubled waters followed by eleanor rigby so we've got cover of otis redding cover of stephen stills cover of simon and garfunkel and then cover of the Beatles. And I listened to that set this morning and I've been listening to a lot of Aretha Franklin lately. And there's something about that performance. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes if you wanna check it out. I highly, highly recommend it. Listen to them in that order. It's this beautiful sort of mini symphony Uh, just, oh gosh, it's so amazing. And what 
struck me the first time I heard it and continues to this day is that we have Aretha Franklin covering these songs written by men who and the songs themselves are spectacular right bridge over troubled water come on like that is poetry on the page on the page and then in the original performance an amazing song but Aretha Franklin knocks that shit out of the park like in the in the gospel arrangement in the the fervor and the power of her voice and the power of the horns there is something about her storming in like a soulful freight train and breathing life into those songs that on their face have a lot of life but there is something about the way that she just barrels through those songs finds the core essence of those songs and like a balloon just blows it up i'm telling you listen to those four songs in that order from that performance and you will be changed hands down you will be changed And there was something about her performance and the balance of that masculine and feminine, the balance of the 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 rigor of the content. Right. These are well written, well crafted songs. So we've got that masculine energy tight. It's there. But then there's this this energy this life force that she takes with her her voice that tumbles and cascades and barrels through that structure barrels through the structure so much that some of them she has to manipulate to work for her oh god i love 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 that performance and what I love about that performance is that I can I can intellectually understand the difference between masculine and feminine energies. And I sort of sense the way that they're changing within me. But man, listening to those songs, you feel it. You feel the balance of those. And it just it resonates. It strikes this chord. I just I just start buzzing. Do I think that you will have a similar response to that listening to that? I hope so. But my point is that those songs were given to me. And what I mean by that is that, as I mentioned, I was working on something that I do in my everyday life, make a radio show. I was working on making a radio show and stumbled into these songs that I had not heard performed in this way before. That was a gift from Source Energy to me. You will like these. And also, there is a lesson for you in these songs. Are you going to hear the same lesson that I hear in those songs? I don't know. I don't know. But I think you should listen to them. Because I think they were crafted from a higher place of connection. And regardless of what resonated for me in those songs, there is likely something for you. Unless I just described all of this and you went, meh, then it's not for you. My point is that having that gift to me from Source Energy here, here's something you'll really love and also you'll learn something from. Ugh. Also, it gave me something to talk about on the podcast. So, Aretha Franklin, February 5th, 6th, 7th, 1971, Fillmore West. Oh, before I leave this topic and move on, there's something that she says at the beginning of, well, she goes through respect and she's about to transition into the next song. And there's this little instrumental and she says, hi, and nobody responds. And she says, hello. And then finally they respond and... She says, we'd like you to do something for us today. 
We'd like for you to relax and lend your soul to us. We promise we will give it back when we're done. And every single time I hear her speak those words, I think about momentarily giving my soul, unleashing that grip on that deep, deep part of me, letting letting what's keeping my cork under the water, letting that resistance go, letting it go and loaning my soul to Miss Aretha Franklin for a few minutes. And it's true. She does give it back every single time. So I'm going to awkwardly transition or perhaps not so awkwardly. Oh, I think I ruined it because I called it out. I'm going to transition to the next word on my list. And the next word on my list is punk. And what I mean by the word punk is actually it's another musical reference. I am referring to the genre of music called punk music. So for me, I have been noticing two things, which is part of the reason these two things are on my list. This week, I've been listening to a lot of soul music, and I've also been listening to a lot of punk music. Now, those two things seem like they are different, but I think there's a connection. So for me, I grew up in high school listening to punk music. I grew up in Florida at the beach. There was a real big sort of surf skate punk scene in my high school at the time. And I loved punk music, loved it. And I loved it for a couple of reasons. I loved it because unlike metal, there is a melody There is a harmony. There is a... There's the noise that happens in punk and then there is a harmony or a... um, Yeah, I'm going to keep saying the word harmony. There is something that for me exists in the genre where there's this loud, 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 crashing, crashing, boom, 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 boom. And then there are these voices that are usually singing above this noise, 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 noise that are quite the, the, the words and the melody themselves are, are quite simple. They're quite basic in like not a pejorative sense, basic in a simplicity. Simple is what I'm looking for. Simple. And that to me, when we're talking about sort of masculine and feminine balances, for me, a lot of punk music has that balance. And what I also love about punk music, particularly when it was introduced to me when I was in middle school, was the fact that the punk scene allowed me as a female identifying human being to express anger. I was allowed to get in a mosh pit and be really fucking pissed and elbow somebody and maybe kick somebody in the groin. I did not do that. But I was able to write, like, feel mad. And here's the thing. I had a lot of reasons to be mad when I was a kid. A lot of reasons. Lot, 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 lot. And my brother, because of the way things work out, he had an easier time expressing that anger in a way that was accepted. Now, I would argue that society as a whole doesn't quite know what to do with anger in anybody, but sometimes it's a little bit easier for boys to express anger than it is to girls. And so I would get in a mosh pit and I would let it all out of me. There was a uh, there was a swelling of anger that just sort of like 
again, I can't like I'm gesturing. I really I don't know if radio is right for me. (laughs) I talk a lot with my hands as I'm discovering. There was a there was a rage that was gurgling and bubbling and rising inside me. And I had no place to let it out unless I went to a show. And here's the thing. I went to a show and I looked around and I saw other people that while they did not look like me, they were also similarly looking around, wondering why none of this made sense. And I don't think I understood that until just now, that when I was a teenager, there were a lot of things that were important to other people that were not important to me. And I kept looking around and couldn't figure out why I was the only one. There was a lot of things kids my age cared about, talked about, did that I just, I just didn't. And I know now that that means that I was different all along, but back then I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought there was something wrong with me because quite literally I looked around and it was one of these things is not like the other one. And I was one of those things. Okay. So I love punk music. I still do. I listen to it typically sort of cyclically, seasonally, in these like seasons of my life where I need to, I need to remember that I'm the only one of me and that's okay. I need to remember that whatever I'm bringing to the table is all right. Who the fuck cares? This is punk rock. Just bang your head. Just surf the crowd. Just elbow that guy in the face. (laughs) And... There is something churning inside of me that I'm not angry, but I feel like I'm sort of shoring myself up to to step out and to be authentic. And I know, I know, I've been talking about this the whole time, months into this podcast, and I'm like, this is going to be the time I'm going to be authentic. Um, No, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. And that is part of the reason that I'm sharing the work in progress, because I think we need to learn how to, how to journey, how to, how to, how to enjoy the journey how to be not exactly where we want to be right now, but that's totally okay because we see these glimmers of who we're growing into. These are the growing pains. Much like when I was in middle school, going through those growing pains, I'm doing it right now. And what's interesting about it is that there are some similarities, so many similarities and so many differences, quite frankly, to who I was when I was 13 compared to who I am now. But I'm surprised at the things that are the same. And I am proud of the ways that were different. And so, yeah, I'm going through some growing pains and feeling the need to tap into a source of what I now understand was alignment, right? In those moments when I was giving myself permission to express anger that I had no place to put, when I was in that moment, that was actually alignment. My blue hair was alignment. My... What else did I do? Well, there are a lot of things that I did that I don't need to necessarily bring up now. But that that community gave me permission to not have highlights. 
that community gave me a per- permission to be beautiful and strong. That community completely disallowed hate. That's not the word that I want to use because it brings another connotation. It just didn't allow for the bullshit. None of the bullshit. It's a bullshit free zone when you are in a mosh pit. No bullshit. They don't want to hear it. They don't care. No pretense. No... Just the... It... There's something about that community that distills things down to what feels like the simplest elements of really what matters. And I know that's a lot to to put on a very specific genre of music, but I believe it. I've felt it. I've been in those environments. And, and while I'm not currently in a mosh pit... And it's many, many moons since I've been in one, I can find that feeling. And that's the point of this, is that in listening to that music, I recall moments where these glimmers where I felt my own power, where I gave myself permission to show up in a way that people around me were not showing up in a time in my life when everyone's looking to fit in. And I found these glimmers of moments of power and authentic expression and balance. And so I'm listening to punk music. Do I think you should listen to punk music? Maybe. If you listen to what I was describing and any of it sounded appealing to you, give it a go. If not, don't. Are we sensing a theme, ladies and gentlemen? Okay. Giving up. Well, all right. So I have giving up and summertime vibes. And I'm going to go out of order. Woo. Feminine energy to the front. And I'm going to talk about what I mean by summertime vibes. I talked about this also last week on the radio show. So some of you might have heard it. But I am making it my intention for this summer to cultivate the feeling of a very specific type of summertime vibe. When I am looking to the summer and what I want to accomplish, I'm really focusing on how I want to feel. And the way that I want to feel this summer is the way that I felt the summer before ninth grade. The summer before ninth grade, when I would get up in the morning, not knowing one, when I was going to wake up, wake up in the morning, not knowing two, what I was going to do that day, waking up and approaching each day as a blank slate. And it's that it's that energy, it's that vibe of you're right at the cusp of adulthood. So I haven't quite started high school yet. And so there's still there's still some freedom to be a kid. There's still some life hasn't become so serious yet. There, we couldn't drive, so we're riding bikes. And and the only thing that you know on summer days like that is that, you know, somebody's going to call you first thing in the morning and you're going to ride bikes over to somebody's house. And then you're going to wait at somebody's house until everybody shows up and everyone rides their bike. And nobody has cell phones, by the way. So you don't know when people are going to show up and you sort of are hanging around and there's nothing really for you to do. And so you're really just curious about what feels good and oh do you want to oh yeah let's paint our fingernails or oh yeah let's go to the beach or "Mm, no let's go do that like there's that there's that feminine 
sort of way of approaching a day, right? It's, it's, I'm going to get up and I'm going to focus on what's immediately in front of me. And I'm going to wait until I don't want to do that thing anymore. And then I'm going to move to do something else that I want to do. And then, and then, oh, wait, I just realized that hours have gone by and, oh, wait, let's go do this. Do you, do you get what I'm, what I'm sort of articulating here and quite frankly even even in the life that I have created that I love and am so grateful for and appreciate there's still some rigidity in my world that I'd like to let go of right? This is the sort of whole theme of this thing is giving up some of that rigidity, finding that balance of, of yes, you know, going and doing the things that you need to do. That summer before ninth grade, I had a job. I went to work. But what was interesting is that I went to that job and it wasn't, it wasn't the thing that defined me. I just went for a couple of hours. It was where I spent my time. And I spent my time there for a couple of hours a week so I could get some money so I could do something else. And it's that, it's that feeling that I want to cultivate. It's like, yes, I will work this summer. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is finding, finding that connection, finding that balance of being and doing that for a lot of us has gotten a little skewed. I'm not alone. I'm not alone in the over-prioritizing of that masculine energy. I did it for a reason. I did it because the household I grew up in prioritized it that way because the culture we lived in, the culture my parents worked in prioritized that as well. And so in thinking about this summer, I'm really thinking less about what I want to achieve and what I want to accomplish and how I want to feel. And honestly, quite frankly, I want to not know the difference between a Tuesday and a Sunday. I don't want to have a case of the Sundays. God, I remember working in an office and that Sunday night, ugh, that pit in my stomach. I don't want it. And... I'm realizing now that I have a choice. I have a choice in how I feel about everything that I do. And in that choice, the choice I am going to make consistently over the summer, unconditionally, is that how I feel is more important than anything. Why is that so important? Because how I feel is my indication of how aligned I am. How in sync with me, that greater part of me, that connected part of me, how in sync I am with that. If I'm feeling great, I'm synced up. That is my priority. And honestly, that was my priority the summer before ninth grade. Because I hadn't learned all of these other ways of being that sort of squashed that feeling. I hadn't taken on all of these beliefs about work and sacrifice and all of that nonsense. I haven't. I didn't at that time. I was waiting for my boyfriend to pick me up at the bus stop on his skateboard. And then we'd skate down the road for a little bit. Make out in the trees and then skate a little bit more. That is the summertime I'm looking for. Don't care what I do. Don't care who I'm with. Those details surprise me, universe. Bring it on. You know what I like. I've been feeding you ideas for 41 years. I think you can figure out a way to surprise and delight me this summer. Because that's what I'm going for. Is that feeling that your time is your own. And it is possible to feel that way. You just have to prioritize it. And no, that doesn't mean that you have to quit your job and move to Bali. I'm going to cultivate these feelings and these sensations inside my body with wherever I am. I'm not moving. I'm staying where I am. I'm still in my office. I'm still living in the same house. 
It's not what we're doing or where we're doing it. It's how we feel when we're doing it. And how I want to feel is I want to feel the way I felt when I was 14. When I had just enough money to go to shows. When I had just enough time to see the people I need where I had... I had the opportunity to fully be in my experience. And that's what sucks about doing it any other way. Is that you get the sense that you're missing part of it. You're missing part of the juice of this experience when you're thinking about what you're going to do two hours from now. When you're planning out your life every second of every day. My husband and I are on an in blah, blah, blah. my husband and I are in an open marriage and I am on dating apps. I am on dating apps and people are talking about wanting to meet me six weeks from now. No. I get it. You got kids. You got whatever. I understand that. But I want to live life right now. I don't know if I want to see you in six weeks. I don't even know you. I want to be fully present in my experience. And I want it to be not a chore, right? We think, oh, I've got to be present in my experience. Like that feels like work. Uh Uh-uh. Didn't feel like that when I was 14. Mm -mm. It felt pretty good to be present when I was 14. So that is my intention for the summer. I will keep you abreast of all of the relevant details. But that is what I mean by summertime vibes. We have one more little phrase on our sheet. This is the end, people. And side note, I'm going to see if I can stick the landing on this one. I'm going to see if I can end this show with a bang. Isn't that March in with like a lion out like a lamb? Oh, but we're in May. Fuck. I've already messed it up. I should have just never. All right, here we go. Guess what? The last word on my list is giving up. Yes, that is also something that I intend to do do this summer. I am giving up. Surprised? Here's what I mean. I am giving up. So there are a handful of things in my life that are a little... They're not stalled. No, we definitely have momentum, but there were areas in these, uh, man, all right, come on, we can do this. We got one more word left on our little thing and it's, hey, I'm going to give up on talking about giving up. No, it's not quite there yet. Giving up. There are areas of my life where I have seen lots of exciting changes, I've seen lots of exciting changes in where I live. I've seen lots of exciting changes in my love life. I've seen lots of exciting changes in the friendships that I've developed. There are a lot of things in my life that are going really, really well. And then there are those handful that are a little bit slow in coming. So what does that mean? What that means is that I have beliefs around these other things that have slowed that momentum down. So everything else is sort of flowing and I can feel these areas of my life where I feel ease and flow and effortlessness and joy and everything that I've ever, ever wanted and a whole lot of stuff I had no idea I wanted. So then there are these other areas. For the longest time, I have been focused on these other areas, right? They're the things that you want to fix. You have been raised in a household where you fix things that are broken. And so I have been trying to fix these things. 
I've been trying to figure out my unique form of creative expression. I've been trying to figure out my unique professional contribution. And I have been trying to figure out areas of my romantic life. And these things have sort of gotten stuck. And they've gotten stuck because I've been trying to fix them. And here's the thing. Going back to that desire to have my feeling good being the most important thing. And that's what I'm leaning into. I am giving up on fixing these areas of my life. I'm giving it up. I'm not giving up my desire for very specific things in these sort of categories. I'm not giving up my desires, but I am giving up trying. I'm giving up figuring it out. I'm I'm giving up. I'm not helping is basically what I'm trying to communicate. Because what happens is I get bogged down in the beliefs that I am trying to let go of. I get bogged down in beliefs about money. I get bogged down in beliefs about love. I get bogged down in these things. So, and I've heard this being advised for many, many years, and I am finally going to take this advice. I am going to let it go. I am going to turn my attention toward things that are working. I'm going to lean into areas of my life that I love. I'm going to prioritize feeling good. And the other stuff I know is going to eventually sort itself out. And the exciting part of this and the longest time I didn't want to let this go for the longest time, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, how am how is this going to actually how is this how is this going to specifically materialize in the exact precise way that I want it to? And that is the problem. I am trying to micromanage my own life and I can't do that. Why can't I do that? Because I've learned this alternate way of being that allows me to tap into something larger than myself. I can now listen to source energy as it communicates through me. Yes, I know this sounds nutty, but it's true. I can tap into that and I can listen and I can start following impulses and I can start letting that grip off of these old ways of being. I can tell that masculinized part of myself is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to loosen our grip just a little bit. But rather than dig in and start and get myself even further ingrained in these old ways of being, I'm giving it up. I don't care enough about those things to not feel good anymore. Did you hear that? I don't care enough about those things because I care about how I feel more. I care about how I feel in this moment more than I do in feeling suffering now to benefit me 10 years from now or two minutes from now. I want to feel good now. That is my priority. It is the summer of 23 and Brian Adams is going to write a song about it. This is, this is my opportunity to see, try. It's a summer What can happen in a summer? Let go of wanting wanting something that here's the thing. I get the sense that what I'm what I'm going toward is nothing like what I've been holding on to. Nothing like it. And that's part of the reason I'm really excited to do it is because I can feel more of what's there. And I have a feeling that I'm going to be really, really surprised and delighted by it. This is where, excuse me, been a long time since we've had a cough and it's a double. I want, I just want to see, 
What's the worst that can happen? Seriously. What is the worst that can happen? Let go. Let go, let go, let go. Give up. Give up that resistance. Don't care. Man, not doing so well. All right, hold on. I was going to get some water, but I think we can do it. We're at the end. We're almost there. Give up. Care more about how you feel. Care more about what it feels like in this moment to search for a better feeling. To go do something that feels good. To not know a Tuesday from a Sunday, people. How good would that feel? I, I'm going to find out. And I'm excited. And I think that there's something in this balance of this masculine energy and this feminine energy. And the balance is distinct and unique for each individual person. So I don't know what works for you. But what I do know is, as I'm sort of allowing these energies to to shift and move and change, I feel good. I feel integrated. I feel whole. I feel, oh man, I feel like I did the summer before ninth grade. And it's, it's just Memorial Day, people. We've got months to go. What are you going to do this summer? Yes, I'm awkwardly trying to bring it back back to you. I'm telling you what I'm going to do this summer. What are you going to do this summer? What's that intention you're going to set? How do you want to feel this summer? Let's just make it an experiment. This summer, we're going to do something radical that we've never done. I've told you the thing that I want to do. That thing might not be your thing, but I guarantee that if you've listened to this show, specifically this episode, for this long... There is something burbling inside you. It is not acid reflux. It is your own soul trying to communicate to you what is it saying. And you know that you hit the nail on the head when you, you feel like you're just gonged over the head. You know that you're communicating with source energy when you get this idea and it just lights you up and you're like oh my gosh how could I have not thought of this sooner when you're tapped into this energy you just know and that's why I want to be connected all the time I want to just know all of the time and the only way that I can a hundred percent without a shadow of a doubt know that something is right for me is if I'm connected If I'm tapped in, if I've done the work that I need to do to quiet my mind and listen, if I have the courage to trust myself, if I have the, uh, what is it, the, oh, I don't even know. And that's part of what's very interesting about this process. I am a very verbal person and sometimes this stops me in my tracks. I don't yet have the words for it. And it's this special magic that's been bubbling up underneath me for my whole life. And Now I'm finding a way to let it out, just like the mosh pit let my anger out. I'm finding a way to allow this energy to be expressed through me in my unique sort of filtering of it. I am a unique filter through which this energy is flowing. And for the longest time, I tried to hide the uniqueness of that filter. 
thought it was too weird. Thought it was too any number of things. Too my expression of this energy for some is too vulgar. <laughs> for some is too hippy dippy. For some isn't hippy dippy enough. For some they don't appreciate the fact that I use the word hippy dippy and so on and so forth. And so I was trying to filter my own energy through everybody else's filter. But I don't have the instruction manual for that filter. I don't, it's not my filter. And so I'm giving up. I'm letting go. Whatever's going to come through me is going to come through me. And y'all are going to like it and resonate with it, or you're not going to. But the process of experiencing this energy and allowing it to flow through me and being curious about what comes up. I had four words on a piece of paper. Shall we recap? Aretha, punk, giving up, and summertime vibes. That is what I in my physical body brought to this moment. And then I sat and I listened and I waited and an hour later, here we are. And while this episode may not be perfect, it is a perfect expression of my filter as it stands in this moment. It is a perfect snapshot of how much energy I'm allowing to flow through, how I'm expressing it, how I'm connecting those dots. And I got to tell you, it feels great. It feels great to be more prioritized and more focused on the process of how I'm feeling in this present moment as opposed to the end result. It feels so good to just be here, to be here with you and not have to do anything. I don't have to do a podcast I don't have to do a story. I don't have to do anything other than show up as myself in this moment and see what happens. And so that is what you can expect more of on this podcast. Also, you can expect more... Again, the words evade me. More balance, more presence, more flexibility, more ease, more joy, more me. Like it or not, here I am. And that was not the most spectacular landing, but I'm going to call it as a landing nonetheless. That is our show for today. I wish you summertime vibes for the next week or even dare you bring it in to the rest of the summer. As always, my name is Allie Wags. This is Hippie Church. If you want to shoot me an email, Allie at AllieWags.com. If you want to leave me a message, you can actually do that on Spotify. Click the link in the show notes. You can leave me a voicemail. Tell me what's up. I would love to connect with you in a two-sided sort of way. I am honored and happy to be in this position to talk about some things that I don't think get regularly talked about and hold space for you to think about some of these things that you might not otherwise think about. But I sure would love it to be a dialogue. I sure would love to know you. I sure would love to 
understand more about what it's like in your world. What gets you excited? What motivates you? What brings you joy? What just makes you laugh until you kind of want to pee your pants? If you'd like to share, send me an email. Allie, A-L-L-I-E, at AllieWags, A-L-L-I-E-W-A-G-S dot com. Send me a line. Send me a line. Shoot me a text. Whatever those proverbial phrases are. Reach out. Say hello. How are you? But I want to thank you, even if you never do that, for lending your soul to me. And as promised, I'm giving it back. And that's our show for today. Until next time. Friend blink. This is Mountain Hippie Radio.